Hey, Playmakers. So as I've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, this is going to be the last daily episode that you get in your feed until August. So I'm taking a little summer break from this podcast first so that I can take a little break and reset and really develop the best possible content that I can for you. Again, starting with daily episodes again in August, but also because I have a lot happening this summer, stuff that I'm really, really excited about. So keep your eyes peeled for a bonus episode in the next couple of days where I'm going to share exactly how you can continue learning from me all summer, even while we're taking a little break from the daily episode releases of this podcast. So in the bonus episode, I'm going to be sharing workshops, challenges, mini courses, trainings, a template shop, and everything new that I'm launching this summer while I'm on my summer break from this podcast. So like I said, there are going to be a ton of opportunities to enhance your learning throughout this entire summer. And like I said, I'm really, really excited for you to hear about it. But in the meantime, please feel free to send me an Instagram message, send me an email, let me know what topics you'd like me to cover starting in August because I'm still going to be recording all summer long so that I can have the best possible content prepared for you this fall. So again, keep your eyes on this feed for the bonus episode and use this time to catch up on all your plays of the day. You now have over 100 episodes to binge and catch up if you haven't done so yet. So I hope you have an amazing summer. And without further ado, here is the last regular daily episode until August. Thank you so much for all of your support. Again, as I always say, the best way that you can support me or the show is to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening. Have a great summer. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right, Playmaker. So it's no secret that the COVID pandemic had majorly negative effects on all brick and mortar businesses. It was a tough, tough two years and many businesses, indoor playgrounds included, are still recovering. So if you're one of those business owners who had to weather that pandemic and especially if you opened right before the pandemic hit, I see you, I'm here for you. And I think you are so strong and I have so much admiration for you. But now that many indoor play centers have rebounded and many Playmaker Society members in particular are celebrating their best months in years or ever, I wanted to talk about some things I hope we keep as an industry even as the pandemic winds down and people feel safe gathering indoors in larger numbers again. And this is a short little Friday episode. So if I forgot anything, or if you have anything that you would like to add, please send me a message on Instagram. It is linked in the show notes or send me an email because I'd love to incorporate your suggestions as well. All right. So 
Number one, I love that a lot of indoor playground owners have switched and have decided not to have as many small little toys in their spaces anymore. This is something that I've noticed because it's really hard to keep those clean and they're very easily put in mouths. And I've noticed that when I visit indoor play centers, especially when I've when I'm visiting the ones that I had previously visited before the pandemic hit, I notice that they feel a lot cleaner. They feel a lot more organized because previously before they switched a lot of those little toys out, there was just play food and tiny toys cluttering the entire floor. And this was a big mistake that we made because we had a bakery and because we had a playhouse We had so many little toys and it felt like we were always cleaning up. And even when we had just refreshed the play area, it still felt like in an instant, it was a huge mess again. So I noticed that a lot of indoor play centers have done away with a lot of those smaller toys and also a lot of the dress up that gets easily tattered and really dirty really quickly. And I think it's for the best. I still love to see play food and imaginative play items and fine motor play items, but I've seen a lot more wall panels. I've seen a lot more durable, larger items and just less smaller toys in general, which like I said, makes the space feel a lot cleaner all the time. Something else that I've seen, and this is true of my play cafe. So I have a tour of Tiffany's play space in Kansas city on my YouTube channel, but she has a lot of those smaller toys, but they're outside of the play area. And they're in a section where parents have to take, you know, a little toy out and really supervise their kids while they play it. So I love that as kind of a middle ground. If you still want to have a lot of those imaginative fine motor skill toys, but not have them clutter the play area. So as you'll see in the video, Tiffany has them in a separate area where parents need to kind of almost, almost sign them out. I mean, not officially sign them out, but kids can't just reach and grab something and you're expected to clean it up and put it away before you move on to something else. So I love that as a middle ground and I hope we keep doing that. All right. Number two, this one's going to be pretty obvious, but I think we should keep the enhanced cleaning routines that we've all adapted as a result of the pandemic, because not only are there other viruses and common colds and things like that, that we need to protect our families against when you go to places like indoor play spaces where you're in really close contact with a lot of other kids and adults. It also makes indoor playgrounds a lot safer for kids with food allergies. So I recently did an episode on this podcast where I shared a clip of my interview with Corinna Meckelborg, who is a food allergy specialist. And she talked about how important it was to have a hand-washing station right before you enter the playroom to make sure there is no food traces on the hands of anyone entering and hand hand sanitizing stations all throughout the facility. So not only, again, is it going to really reduce the amount of germs that we're spreading in indoor playgrounds, but it's also going to be a lot safer for kids with food allergies. And I also noticed that during the pandemic, a lot of indoor playgrounds adapted kind of like a not detoxing, but like um, an example is MicroShield 360, where they come in and do a fog that basically puts an antimicrobial barrier on 
a lot of the gross motor play equipment that's really difficult to clean. It's not like you can just soak a climbing station in solution or anything like that. So I think that's a great idea. And I think it's going to help us protect our customers and our staff and ourselves. So I think we should keep as many of the enhanced cleaning routines that are possible given that some of them are very expensive. All right. Number three, the ability to reserve play passes. And this one I'm kind of on the fence about, to be honest, because now that my kids are a little bit older, I like that I can just throw them in the car sometimes and head to an indoor play space for a change of scenery. But I remember when I had toddlers and babies, we had such a small window where we could go out and do activities when neither one of my kids had to nap. And I know that if we carefully planned a play date and then arrived and they were at capacity or they didn't have any spots for us, I remember how frustrating it can be. So I love that a lot of businesses have kept the option to reserve play spots so that you don't have to worry about getting there and the place being at capacity, but also giving the option to walk in if there is space available and making that information readily available on social media and on their website. So I love that a lot of places have enhanced the ability to reserve play online and purchase things online and make reservations. And I think we should keep it at least as an option because I remember, again, it would have taken so much of the stress away from me if I knew that when we showed up to a space, they would have room for us. All right, number four, online ordering and purchasing options. So before the pandemic, something that was really common in the indoor play industry was that there really wasn't a good user experience when going to purchase retail items or going to purchase gift cards or memberships or birthday parties or anything like that online. And I think the pandemic really forced all of us to step up our game in that regard. And I saw the user experience skyrocket and get much, much better. And I hope that all of the play spaces who are just now opening in 2022 and beyond really understand the importance of user experience when ordering anything online. Again, whether that's a coffee, whether it's a balloon delivery, whether it's a birthday party, whether it's an open play pass, I think we all need to remember how important it is to have a crystal clear website and have the ability to book and purchase things seamlessly online. It's going to allow you to convert more of your website traffic into sales, and it's going to boost your bottom line for sure. So I really hope we all keep our game stepped up in that regard. And if you need any help with your website or anything like that, that's one of the most common things we talk about in Playmaker Society. And I have a ton of tutorials and walkthroughs about how to do just that. All right, number five, very similar. I love that a lot of indoor play spaces have adapted contactless ordering. Now, I talked about adding kiosks to your indoor play space in a different episode, but I love, especially because I really need to keep an eye on my younger child when we're in an indoor play space, especially a larger one. I love that in a lot of places I visit, I can actually order on an iPad or a kiosk. I can order lunch or I can order a drink or anything like that without having to leave the play area because 
anytime I wanted a latte or something like that, I would have to drag my kids out of the play area and it would always lead to a tantrum. So honestly, a lot of times I just ended up not making those additional purchases, which led to a lot of lost revenue for a lot of the indoor playgrounds that I visited. So I love that a lot of places have adapted and added contactless ordering, and it also allows them to save a lot of money on payroll, which is one of the biggest costs that you will face as an indoor playground owner. Likely, you already know that if you're currently operating, and we all know how difficult it is to find good help these days and how quickly businesses can turn over employees in this day and age. So contactless ordering is a really great way for you to enhance your customer's experience and keep your payroll needs low. All right, number six, and this is the last one that I have. So again, if you have any suggestions or anything that you wanna see businesses keep, please, please message and let me know. So number six is mobile options. So mobile soft play, mobile birthday parties, and balloon delivery and like all those cool curbside delivery options that we started to make sure that we were able to sustain ourselves during the pandemic. But a lot of businesses have really gotten a significant amount of extra revenue from these additional options. So a great example is Play Factory in Virginia. I talk about Tail's business all the time and she started really enhancing her revenue stream that included balloons. So balloon delivery, balloon add-ons, balloon garlands, balloon art, all that stuff. She really beefed up that revenue stream during the pandemic, but now it's become an absolute cornerstone of her business. And she was really able to add thousands and thousands of dollars to her bottom line every single month, just by keeping this up, even though there's a helium crisis, because there are a ton of options that don't require helium, like garlands, like arches, like balloon on a stick, like uh, balloon marquees. So those big like balloon bouquet type things that can go on a table or on the floor or balloon column. So she's really been able to boost her business by keeping this up, even though the pandemic is winding down. So I think that's a really smart idea. A lot of people have extra space or they have a storage unit or a warehouse or something like that, where they can store these types of things and have customers pick them up. And Like I said, balloons are so much in demand as is soft play right now. So I really hope that businesses are able to keep this up and keep seeing those huge returns on investment with these additional revenue streams in their business. All right. So as a little reminder, we are taking a summer break from this podcast. So this is going to be the last regular episode until August. So I'm going to release a little bonus episode in a couple of days to let you know exactly how you can keep learning from me all summer long through my YouTube channel, through a bunch of classes and workshops I have coming up, through some new things that I'm launching this summer. So even though I'm taking a little break from this podcast, you are still going to be hearing from me all summer long. And I'm so excited to share what I've been working on and what I have coming for you both current indoor playground owners and prospective indoor playground owners. So until then, I will see you guys in August. I hope you use this time to really catch up on those plays of the day that you haven't yet. There are over 100 podcast episodes for you to binge on while we take this little break. And your play of the day is to let me know if I left anything out of this episode. And if I, you know, gave a tip that really resonates with you, Always feel free to take what you need and leave what doesn't resonate with you 
or doesn't fit with your business. So very simple play of the day on this Friday. I hope you guys have an amazing summer. Stay tuned for that bonus episode. And also let me know what topics you'd like me to cover in August when we come back from our break, because I am going to be recording all summer long so that I have a very consistent schedule starting in August. Have a great day, playmakers.